Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Welcome! I am so excited, thrilled, and honored to have one of my dear friends on today. We are talking to Jasmine Singer, uh, who has written this incredible book. We are live with Jasmine Singer, the author of The Veg News Guide to Being a Fabulous Vegan, Look Good, Feel Good, and Do Good in 30 Days. So, Jasmine, Uh, Tell us how you came up with this. It's an extraordinary book. I was looking at it last night and I literally couldn't put it down. It's so much fun. It's, it's got everything in it. Hi, Jane. Thank you so much for having me. Your hair looks amazing, by the way. (laughs) I I love you so much for so many years. And I love that you're helping us to get the Veg News Guide to Being a Fabulous Vegan out there. This is like your go-to all things guide manifesto for every question you've ever been asked or thought about regarding veganism in a cute little package. But it also gets into some hard-hitting issues, which I thought you would appreciate. Yes. Well, I love it. And boy, did you have the creme de la creme, the vegan creme de la creme. You've got Joaquin Phoenix. You've got Daisy Fuentes, Tig Notaro, uh, Mia Bialik, Ivana Lynch, and uh, many others, Mina Suvari. Um, Tell me about how this came together, because uh, it, it really is like, as Joaquin Phoenix said, If you need one guide, if you're thinking of getting healthy, if you're thinking of maybe getting a Christmas gift or a holiday gift of some sort for somebody who maybe needs to kick up their health in this challenging time, this is the book. It's got it all. Thanks, Jane. Yeah, we were so lucky to have all of those celebrities, including yourself, endorse this book. And that basically made it extra clear to me that this is a book that we have needed for so long. I needed this book when I went vegan 17 years ago. It didn't exist. And, uh, you know, there's some really incredible vegan books out there. And this one is very relevant to today because it gets into all of the reasons that are currently relevant for why we should go vegan and how to do so. And the main takeaway from Fabulous Vegan is that there is a vegan version of literally everything. I think what it means to be fabulous is to sort of live in, uh, you know, harmony with how we want to show up every day and live in harmony with being kind to the planet and the animals. It also happens to be totally delicious. And so this is definitely a book that you can get for your skeptical relatives who roll their eyes at you. And we all have them. (laughs) And uh, in the intro to this, we provide a link I think this is a great time. Every year, you know, we, we come to this time where we have to decide how we're going to deal with this whole gift thing, which often we're getting people things they don't need. Um, honestly, I've told people no gifts. I mean, if you want to make a donation to my name, uh, my sister's name is Gloria. There is an incredible Liberian chimp rescue organization. They had a chimp named Gloria. I rescued, uh, I gave a little rescue donation. So we don't need to just get people a bunch of stuff anymore. That's one of the reasons that we've got a a climate crisis. But Mm -hmm. this book, not only is it a beautiful coffee table book, but it's, I think it's a really nice way of sending somebody a loving message. 
if they're not plant-based yet. Right. And, um, you know, we're in a pandemic, which is a zoonotic illness that jumped from animals to humans. We've got all sorts of problems. In England, there's now an avian flu that's broken out. In China, there's a swine flu that's broken out. Um, our relationship with the natural world, our toxic relationship with the natural world is one of the reasons why we're in this pandemic. We know people with underlying health conditions are more likely to suffer the worst effects of the pandemic. So I think this is a great way without sending any kind of scoldy message to say, hey, this is a great, fun book filled with fabulous recipes. So let's break it down. Tell us about the recipes. Thanks, Jane. Well, it is not a cookbook, but every chapter does end with a recipe, which we got from the incredible team of recipe developers at Veg News and the sort of Veg News family. But in this book, it is so much more than just recipes. Let me tell you the name of a few of the chapters. We've got eyeshadow is for humans, not bunnies. The cheese non-quandary, because vegans have definitely accomplished cheese. And we all remember those dark days of vegan cheese, but no more. Thanks to some incredible people like Miyoko Shinner and Follow Your Heart and Daya, we've got uh, the vegan market cornered. We've got There's More to Life Than a Leather Couch, uh, Soy Joy, or No, You Won't Grow Man Boobs. We've got a chapter on how vegans get laid too. We do. And we have a chapter on the whole damn climate thing. So this book actually covers all of the questions from protein to strength, and every chapter ends with an incredible recipe, so you can try it out. Here is one of the gorgeous ones that I love oh. so much. Yeah, oh my gosh. Lemon blackberry cupcake. So uh, yes, please. What the best way to do to advocate for veganism is through delicious vegan food. And we've got that covered. Yeah. So uh, it's unbelievable how you produce things. You've already done one book uh, prior to this, which was a memoir, which was very powerful. Tell us about that and tell us how this evolved because Veg News is really ground zero of all things vegan. I mean, yeah. it, online and in the hard copy, you see this at the Whole Foods and all the other um, health-oriented supermarkets and magazine shops. Uh, Veg News is like it, you know, for uh, vegan food, vegan restaurants, vegan tours, vegan everything. And now you have a book that you've done in conjunction with uh, Veg News. How did that come about? Well, you're really my hero and my mentor and such a good <laughs> friend of mine. I like love you to bits. And you're also someone who's written memoir and has also really leaned in fully into the advocacy side of things. So you totally get it. When my first book came out in 2016, which was called Always Too Much and Never Enough, I was really leaning in hard to the fact that personal narrative is a way to change the world. I strongly believe that, which is why I documented my story about food and food addiction and getting to a a healthy vegan mindset. And then for Fabulous Vegan, it was the obvious next step to team up with Veg News, which is the world's leading vegan media brand for 20 years now, and to really create one product that everyone could give to everyone in their life when they ask literally anything about veganism. So this book started three years ago. It is finally out in the world. And even though it's been a dumpster fire of a year, this is actually the perfect <laughs> fabulous vegan because we're starting to rethink the way we show up in the world and as you said the uh global pandemic that we're in right now jumped to humans because of animal exploitation so if there has ever been a better time to look at the way that we're contributing to this world with our consumption choices now is it 
It absolutely is. Now, let's let viewers and listeners in a little bit on your journey, which you documented in your previous book. What was the title of your previous book and what is that journey in a nutshell? Always Too Much and Never Enough, which is my first book, which is not to be confused with Mary Trump's book. (laughs) I had the name first. (laughs) Uh, Always Too Much and Never Enough talked about how I was like a a bullied kid growing up in those fluorescent 1980s and just really dreaming big dreams. And when I went to college, I started to realize that meat was icky. That was pretty much as far as it went. So I went vegetarian because it suited my uh, my presentation as a a theater student who were all black and smoked clove cigarettes. I thought it was very cool, but I wasn't yet vegan. I went vegan at 24 when I learned about the horrors inherent in the dairy and egg industries, which at the time was not okay for me as a feminist. It's still not okay for me as a feminist, but I have grown on to understand that not only is it the exploitation of the female bodied animals, the dairy cows and the egg laying hens, but it's also the exploitation of those boys whose semen is extracted from them. And that is certainly not okay with me because that is also rape. Uh, So I went vegetarian and then vegan and then became an animal activist, teamed up with Veg News back in like 2005 as a writer, eventually wound up as the senior editor. And it was a no brainer to, to use the power of the media like you do, Jane, better than anyone in the history of media. You do that as a way to tell our stories and spread veganism. Yeah, and I I think that's very courageous of you because, listen, um, we all have our struggles. I'm a recovering alcoholic, 25 years sober. Uh, I talked about that in my memoir. Uh, I want my journey from addiction and overconsumption to a simpler, honest life. And you're talking about your relationship with food in your memoir. And now you are, after that sort of, literary purge, you're coming out with sort of the positive side, like how to be a fabulous vegan. And this is the thing that I think is so important is that people don't realize it's a gift. I liken it all the time to addiction. When I was in my disease, I thought I'll never, if I couldn't imagine a world without drinking, I thought, well, I'll never go to a party again. I'll never watch the sunset again. Uh, What will I do on vacation? And what I realized is I enjoy all of those things more and I remember them. Um, (laughs) And I still make a fool of myself at parties, but I remember what I did now. But um, that's sort of the similar situation. It's analogous to how people regard meat. A lot of people think, well, I'll never go to a cookout again. I'll never have a barbecue. What will I do on Thanksgiving? And the truth is that all of those things will still be there. Okay, and you can do it uh, in your own way, reinvent it, and you'll enjoy it more. So um, this is why I think this book is the perfect holiday gift. In the intro, we have a link to purchase it. You can get it with one click. Um, Sarah is on hold. Sarah, your question or thought for Jasmine Singer, the author of this book. Oh, my gosh, Jasmine. I'm so honored to talk to you. This is so great. Actually, I'm really glad that you wrote this book and it's coming out like right now. I think it's the perfect time because everybody's going to be kind of locked down again for the holiday. And I really wanted to know what would be your one tip 
for, let's say, people that are pre-vegan and they've been listening to people talk to them, you know, what would you say that is, because I think it's such a difficult decision people, because they're so, they just don't even realize how selfish they are, but what would you say, would you say take baby steps or would you just say dive right in, in your book? Thank you, Sarah. Sarah, that is so kind of you. I appreciate your kind words. And that is such a good question. That's why I wrote the book, because of that question. And I think there, the, the thing is, there's no one right answer, but we should all start with where we are. So for some people, you might tap them on the shoulder and tell them about what's happening to animals and they'll go vegan immediately. But for most people, it brings up a lot of stuff. So I think the best thing we can do is to replace the animal-based foods with the vegan equivalent of them. And if that means for you to do it uh, meal by meal, then meal by meal is fine. Some people like to go in on Mondays with Meatless Mondays. Some people like to follow Mark Bittman and do vegan till six. He's a columnist for the New York Times. But I think the most important thing is that we do something and we don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. So I would say start with where you're at and make choices that you feel are attainable for you. Look at this. I got to show you. Vegan deviled eggs in the potatoes. Oh my gosh. The, 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 the recipes are mouthwatering. Uh, we've got Kimberly on hold. Kimberly, your question or thought for Jasmine Singer, author of The Veg News Guide to Being a Fabulous Vegan. Hey, thank you, Jasmine. I just wanted to say we miss you here in Los Angeles. And um, we hope all is well with you guys in your new home. And um, I, I have my veg news from last holiday. I, I, I haven't been able to get a hold of one this holiday, but I look forward to getting your book. And um, I was wondering if you could just skip, and I could probably find it in the book, but what, when you transferred from vegetarian to vegan, what, what caused that? What made you make the connection with dairy and all that? Because I, I went through that same thing, and I'm just wondering how you, you know, what caused you to do that? Thank you. Good question. Thanks, Kimberly. I miss LA too. Uh, we just moved back to New York. Jane, I miss you. I love you. Don't take it personally. Uh, anyway, so that's such a good question. I was vegetarian for a long time before I went vegan. About 17 years ago, I went vegan and it was because I learned what was happening to dairy cows and egg laying hens. I immediately got a little nervous by the permanency of the word vegan and what that might mean for me because I was scared of failing. Uh, but I was immediately swept into a community of like my vegans, including Marisa Miller-Wolfson, who I know is uh, recently doing something with you, Jane. So she's an incredible activist. But what ultimately got to me was understanding the feminist uh, underscore of, of, going, of going vegan. And then I started to realize that there was a vegan equivalent to everything, including the frozen yogurt that I used to eat every single day in New York City. I found that a block away, there was a vegan frozen yogurt store. <laughs> And by the way, if you haven't gotten your holiday or can't find your holiday edition of Veg News, here it is. It is absolutely fabulous. I get so many incredible ideas from uh, Veg News about all things vegan. And, you know, during the pandemic, I have gone, look at this. I'm eating an apple. I've <laughs> gone whole food, plant-based. And... Uh, I actually have vegetables and fruits delivered to me, and I'm having a heck of a lot of fun with an air fryer. I don't know the answer to this question. Do you have any air fryer dishes? 
We have dishes that could be made in an air fryer because everything can be made in an air fryer. And everything <laughs> better. I, uh, I remember going to your house, Jane, like maybe a year and a half ago with my wife, Maura Reese, and we made air fried mac and cheese balls on uh, Lunch Break Live and we made them in the air fryer. So I am a huge fan of the air fryer. and so excited that you're discovering the power of uh, whole foods. Yes, and you know, the thing about the air fryer is that you can make things that seem, they taste like they're deep fried and they have no oil. I chop up a sweet potato, literally maybe put a dash of like a spray oil Mm -hmm. and put some garlic in there and it's like French fries. But instead of being deep fried with all that, you know, grease, it's just potatoes. So it's really exciting. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And you know, this is as a result of the pandemic, because I'm not going out to restaurants. So it's a it's an opportunity for all of us to transform in one way, shape or form. And that's why I think this would make such a great holiday gift, because we're doing people a favor. Um, truly, uh, we know that processed meat is cancer causing. The World Health Organization has determined that it's official, even though there's no warning labels on uh, the meat products, which I believe there should be. You know, I, I ordered some logs the other day and they said, oh, cancer causing materials. I was like, really? I didn't know that. Well, I'm glad to have the information. And then I realized, wait a second, the World Health Organization's determined processed meat is cancer causing, but there's no warning labels about that. Why not? Uh, so suffice it to say, to get back to the book, without having to go through all of that negativity, By simply giving somebody something like this, it's not, you know, people are sensitive. If they feel scolded, if they feel judged, right, they're not necessarily going to be into it. Even though I was shamed into going vegan by somebody who pointed his finger right at my nose, uh, (laughs) not everybody reacts the same way. So this is a very fun way to kind of introduce it to a relative or a friend, right, who might have expressed might say things like, yeah, I've been eating a lot more plant-based lately, right? Right. There's a new category in the world. It's called mostly plant-based, okay? And a lot of people are going vegan-ish. And I want to talk to you on the other side. We're going to take a short break on Voice America Radio, but we're going to stay Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance featuring Dan Clark, the modern day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influence channel 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. We are here with the fabulous Jasmine Singer, who is the author of this new book, Fabulous Vegan. And it is the Veg News Guide to Being a Fabulous Vegan. And you can look good, feel good, do good in 30 days. What I love about this, look how nice and thick it is. And it's just a perfect coffee table book. I love the size of it. It's a perfect gift. We included the link so you can order it with one click. Um, And yes, that's the Amazon link. You can order it that way. And you can go through Amazon Smile, of course, and then donate to a charity at the same time. But what I really like about it, it's got a great feel to it. And wow, look at this black-eyed pea croquettes with creamy remoulade sauce. Did I say that right? Look at this. Incredible dishes. How did you get these dishes done? Who actually did the cooking and the photography? Tell us about that. I like to learn about the process. Yeah, absolutely. And the Black Eyed Peas one is perfect for New Year's because that's a good luck food to have on New Year's. So get Mm -hmm. the book just in time for New Year's. So we have at Veg News 20 years of working with some truly epic, incredible, talented recipe developers. And we were able to comb through all of the recipes that we've gotten throughout the years and curate a perfect example of the ideal vegan food existence. So we have so many, uh, so many incredible contributors that you can read about in the book. And many of them have have been working in veganism for so, so long. We Let me just give you a few of the uh, yeah, recipes. Show, show. That Julie Hassan, Angela Lydon, Fran Costigan, Joni Marie Newman, Robin Robertson, uh, you know, Sarah McLaughlin, the Spork Food Sisters, who I adore. Yeah, wait, wait, ho, ho, breaking news. Yeah. Sarah McLaughlin? But not the singer. That's a direct hit, but continue on. Go ahead. My go-to millennial for asking all <laughs> questions. But let me just show you the best ever vegan mac and cheese. Because, oh. yeah, it's so good. And honestly, Jane, like the reason I didn't write the recipes for this is because that's not what I do. I'm not, I don't fancy myself a great cook and I can follow all of these recipes and they're amazing. So the truth is that when you're making recipes, the point is to just follow what it tells you to do. And then suddenly you have something incredible like, uh, like this, which is a lemon pesto omelet. And guess what? You hey, don't. Let me put this on speaker view here. Look at that. Yeah. You oh. don't. You don't need to oppress or exploit any people or animals for the for the good taste that you crave so much. There's a vegan taste for literally everything. There is that the texture, the mouthfeel, there's the nutrients and then some because even the American Dietetic Association has said that the very best healthy way to be is through embracing a healthy plant-based diet in every stage of life from infancy through old age. And so we cover that through the nutrition parts of this book, which is really a tell-all for everything you've ever wanted to know about vegan with some great recipes. 
And, you know, it's a pretty book. That's what I like about it. It's pretty and it's not threatening. Like if you send this to somebody, there's no way they're going to be offended or, you know, uh, what's she trying to tell me? (laughs) You know, (laughs) what's she trying? What's the underlying message here? This (laughs) is my message. (laughs) Just be more fabulous than you already are. Isn't that what we all want for us? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this out to some folks. This is a great, great book to send out for uh, a holiday gift. Oh, now, I just want to say that we have an audio book, too, and I was, able to do, I was able to be the narrator for it. So it was, like, so fun. If you want to gift someone something that isn't tangible, then get them the audio book download or get them the ebook as well. So that was a great right. time. And we've got Paige on hold. Paige, what's your question or thought? My gosh, good morning, ladies. You two are two of the most powerhouse women that I know in this movement. Thank you for this book. I'm super excited. Um, I love donuts and cooking now that I've done the lunch break while I was time. But anyway, Jasmine, I have a quick question for you. You have an incredible podcast, right, The Hen House. And can you tell me what has been the most um, poignant interview of this year for you? Uh, Great question. Yes, our hen house is um, uh, Marianne Sullivan and Jasmine Singer's award-winning podcast. I've had the pleasure of being on it a couple of years ago, I guess. Um, Really, really uh, great questions. And that is a good question. Tell us us some of the hardest-hitting interviews you've had. Wow, thank you so much, Paige, for that. It, it really is very kind of you. And Our Hen House is, as you mentioned, 11 years old. Marianne Sullivan and I have been co-hosting it every single week for 11 years without ever missing a week, so I could use a vacation. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, we had some incredible interviews this week, this year. I would say that one of the most powerful ones is coming up this Saturday with Amy Kichis from Veggie Mijas. And the reason I like this one is because she's young. And she is representative of the way that the world of veganism is changing. And what I loved about it, what she's doing with Veggie Mijas is really bringing such an important community element, community building element that is really uh, centralizing people of the global majority, which is the the ways that we absolutely need to shift within vegan uh, front facing representation. And I'm a big fan of, of Amy Kichis. She really sort of opened my mind. I also recently had the amazing um, Michelle. Michelle Rojo Sotas uh, on from Encompass, and and she was originally part of the Faces Conference that you and I both were uh, hosts at, Jane, earlier this year. And Michelle is just she comes from a background it, working uh, in in food justice, and to bring the food justice element to animal rights is super important. So we've had some really powerful women on the show this year, and I'm more excited. Speaking of powerful women, we've got Shannon on hold. I think that might be Shannon Blair, an incredible activist in Florida, based in Florida, although she travels the world with her son, uh, Vegan Evan. Shannon? Hi, we're both here. Hello. Hello. (laughs) I'm so excited. Uh, Jasmine was actually one of Vegan Evan and I's Instructors when we went to the Main Street Vegan Academy in New York City. And we're so excited about this new book. We're definitely going to get it. Uh, Evan was wondering what the favorite recipe so far in the book is. I hope we didn't already hear that and miss it. 
Mm. There's so many good ones. Thank you, Shannon. And hi, Vegan Evan. We love you. Yes, we do love you. Uh, you do I yours and then I'll do mine, what I, what I want to make, what I want to try. Okay, well, I have to say that Allison River Sampson has been uh, an icon for me as far as recipe developers for so many years. And she created the best ever mac and cheese. And uh, this is my favorite food in the world is mac and cheese. So I know I mentioned it before. I've actually, I think I've mentioned mac and cheese a few times. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you need to go to Mac and Cheese Anonymous. <laughs> I think I might need to. Uh, so anyhow, I would say that that is my very favorite recipe of this entire book. I like this one. This one looks really good. This are the kebabs. Tell us about this recipe. This looks gorgeous. Well, it is. Make this on the grill outside. You can also, you know, air fry that. So you have that beautiful grill for sure. And uh, the the recipe developer for that was truly remarkable. We we were we were so honored to work with so many, and I am I'm so glad that you pulled that one up because uh, I have yet to make that one. I I'm wrote that hungry. Food. I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe it's time for lunch. <laughs> is the okay? Is the Look at this. So for people who say I could never give up meat, you know, they want that. Okay, so you've got your cheeseburger, your uh, onion fries, which are one of my favorites, and uh, a decadent milkshake. Mm -hmm. Wow. All of this 100% plant-based. Amazing. Yeah. We as can well. also go to, as the book gets into, you know, it's a lifestyle book. So it gets into a lot of tips on how to veganize your lunch, how to veganize your breakfast, how to veganize your cabinets. It, it talks about how to be vegan affordably. And it gets into all of that. That's a beautiful photo. We That's have, gorgeous. I love this. This would go with my health plan that I'm doing right now. It would also be perfect for Pride Month. So hold on to it for, for, uh, for June when we're celebrating Pride. But, you know, every month is Pride Month as far as I'm concerned. Yes. You know, we could also go to any fast food restaurant now and get, I mean, this is not Whole Foods based, but the point is that not everything was created for us. It was created for people who might not have uh, access to other types of vegan foods around them. I so got to jump in with this. You know, this is beef bourguignon. Yeah. Plant-based. Tell us about this because, you know, there's many people who say, I could never give up the beef. I need my meat. First of all, let me say this about people who say that. Okay. That's what I used to say about alcohol. My body told me I needed it. Mm -hmm. That's called a craving. You're, when, you, when you experience cravings, it's not your body telling you to do the best thing. People experience cravings for cigarettes, for alcohol, for drugs, for sugar. Those are not things that are good for us. So just because your body is telling you something doesn't mean they're telling you the right thing. <laughs> you know? So anytime people say, well, I could never give up meat, I've... My body tells me I need it. Yeah, my body told me I needed alcohol for gotcha. years. And uh, I was a blackout drinker until I hit bottom and got sober, making a fool of myself at a party in West Hollywood, by the way. Continue on. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I am so glad that you brought that up because uh, it is true that there, that it takes our body an adjustment to get over the physical reasons why we're addicted to this food. And, uh, and I love your book. I want, by the way, that was one of the, the first, the first books of yours, the first pieces of uh, the media that you've put out there that I consumed and I love it. So the, the beef one that you just said is a recipe by Miyoko Shinner, who's like the queen of vegan. 
them as far as I'm concerned. And so you cannot go wrong with that. This is, of course, a lifestyle book. So it gets into all of the ways to embrace veganism. And it ends each chapter with a sidebar that is uh, like, here's one, eight salads you didn't realize were salads. I love this one because not only is it pretty, but you could just open to this. I don't love salads, by the way. Like I can I now love salads. I didn't, but I'll tell you, I mean, this is sort of off topic, but not really. Um, I am supporting vegan restaurants through support and feed. In fact, Jane Unchained did uh, New Day, New Chef support and feed edition with Billie Eilish's mom, Maggie Baird. So we're supporting vegan restaurants, but I'm self-isolating right now because of the pandemic. And I found that I had to cook. And then I realized I'm going to, it's easier to make a salad than it is to try to make like a giant squash or something. Right. And now I've embraced salads and I like them. And I, I, I sprinkle, what I do is like a sprinkle of uh, a um, Beyond Meat burger. Instead of eating the whole Beyond Meat burger, I'll take maybe a quarter of it and sprinkle it onto the salad. And that gives it a little, ah. but, but my question is about the beef bourguignon. What is the item that, that is substitute for beef? What is it mushrooms? Well, you can use mushrooms. I mean, that's the point. You could use any kind of uh, any kind of vegan meat dish that you want. Mushrooms make a great meat analog. And you could also go out to the store and buy yourself some Beyond or you could buy yourself some Impossible. And these recipes allow for that kind of flexibility if you're thinking creatively, but they also allow you to follow the recipe exactly. And I love that you just mentioned that about salads because this sidebar eight salads that you didn't realize were salads talk about the fact that you could have a soba noodle salad. Is it a salad? Is it a noodle dish? You decide. The point is we can get our vegetables in through creative ways and we don't have to just be chowing down on cold iceberg lettuce with some weird like old carrot dressing. Veganism. Speaking of carrots, speaking of carrots, look at this. How gorgeous is that? And I have to tell you, uh, I'm kind of a Tabitha Brown groupie. And you know that she ended up with her, like she's got a big Hollywood agent now and... uh, Ellen has signed her up because she did this video about a carrot bacon that is not only hilarious, but it got, I don't know how many tens of millions of views. And then I found myself, because I was mesmerized by the video, like everybody else, making carrot bacon. You, You slice the carrots thin and you put all sorts of this, that, and the other garlic and salt and whatever. You, you know, there's no way to go wrong. You put it in the air fryer, voila, it is so delicious. Yeah. It's a new way to eat carrots that it's got a crunch. It's, it's, it's just, th- this is the kind of fun you can have in the kitchen. Let's talk about that. You know, again, it reminds me, I keep going back to this. I don't know why today, but the idea that it's going to be a sacrifice. No, it's going to be an adventure. And you know what they say about uh, drinking is if you're a problem drinker, your best day drunk isn't as good as your worst day sober. Mm-hmm. I use the same analogy with going plant-based. All those things that you think you might have enjoyed, the adventure in the kitchen, the versatility, the tens of thousands of fruits, vegetables, nuts, and grains you can play with. Address that. 
Right. Well, I mean, a lot of people think that when you go vegan, it means deprivation when the exact opposite is true. You wind up eating different cuisines from different parts of the world that you might not have ever tried before. Uh, I became like uh, so into various types of foods that back when I, all I ate was like a Philly cheesesteak or a, or a cheeseburger, a non-vegan version. That was pretty much the entirety of how I ate for breakfast, lunch and dinner. As soon as I went vegan, not only did a whole plethora of, of plant-based proteins become available to me, but my social life expanded. I became more interested in the kind of worldview behind this incredible movement. And all of this starts with that picture that you're holding up. Like the the connection between food and and the world has never been more present than it is now. Food is the most powerful political personal choice there is. It's incredible. And this is the time to make the change. You know, uh, I'm kind of a Dr. Silas Rao groupie. I did a documentary on him, Countdown to Year Zero. I always give it a plug. It's streaming on Amazon Prime. And he is a systems analyst, uh, PhD from Stanford, who was instrumental in accelerating internet speeds. And he's truly brilliant. He's an engineer and systems analyst. So when the pandemic started, I said to him, oh, my God, in panic like everybody else. He said, it's a terrible tragedy. My heart goes out to everybody who's lost their lives, lost loved ones, lost jobs. However, this is an intervention for Mother Nature. Mother Nature is telling us, go to your rooms, think about how you've been behaving, evolve, change, or, or we could have another pandemic. We could have, uh, we, you know, it's certainly almost likely to have another pandemic given factory farming. Uh, you know, we have avian flu now. It's broken out in England uh, and swine flu in China. And then we have variations and mutations of the pandemic popping up uh, of the uh, COVID popping up in mink and uh, poultry has now hit uh, avian flu has hit poultry in England. So this is an opportunity to change. It's not just hunker down and go out and behave the same way. And I'm taking that to heart. I'm trying to evolve. I would never want to ask somebody to do something I wouldn't be willing to look at myself. So I said, you know, I got to clean up my act too. And, uh, and so I'm really actually enjoying uh, the process of just not having any sugar. Uh, and again, I'm not going to say I'll never have sugar again. I'll never have a piece of cake again. Um, Truth be told, I did eat one of your donuts. It was delicious. Then I gave two to my neighbor who went crazy. He loved them. But the point is that um, this is an opportunity to evolve. If you look at it that way, the pandemic, it's, it's a great way to get through it because it becomes an adventure, right? And I can't think of a better way to evolve than by having this book. It is the perfect holiday book to give to people. The perfect holiday book. Thank you, Jane. Yeah, I think you're right that this is an opportunity for us. Uh, do I have time to read you a couple stats on? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, we have, you just made me think of this whole damn climate change thing, which is one of the chapters that we have. You know, it's all pretty and pink, but then it gets into some details, such as one pound of beef requires 1,800 gallons of water. That's the equivalent of 105 eight minute showers a day. We've got animal agriculture is the leading cause of deforestation. In 2018, 30 million acres of tropical rainforests were lost. That's the rate of 43 football fields a minute. 
livestock takes up it takes up to 83% of farmland but only provides 18% of calories worldwide it goes on and on 2 billion tons of manure a year comes from us livestock alone or 12 billion pounds a day that's what's produced and a significant amount of that is stored in open lagoons of literal poop and it goes on and on. Over a hundred year period, the greenhouse gas methane has over 25 times the impact on the earth as carbon dioxide. If there was ever a time to become a fabulous vegan, this was it. And the point is that it's actually not hard to do so because social change still happens person to person and by example. We wouldn't litter. We definitely vote. I'm sure your viewers have all voted this year. So why wouldn't we make a choice to vote with our dollars? This book will guide you how. Whoa, I love it. We are talking to Jasmine Singer, the author of How to Be, The Veg News Guide to Being a Fabulous Vegan, Look Good, Feel Good, Do Good in 30 Days. It's a fun book. Perfect timing to release it now. Perfect book for the holidays. I'm thinking of all these people who I think would be perfect for. We're going to take one short break on Voice America. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to the Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for the Forbes Factor. We get Guaranteed, it will be the best hour of your week. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. How to be a fabulous vegan. This ah. book is just so much fun. And I just like the feel of it too. You know, it's just the right size. It's upbeat. You can flip through it. Incredible dishes, just incredible dishes. And yet then there's easy to... Um, access information that's not going to be like reading some, you know, NGO report. Uh, look at this. This to me looks great. This is the kind of food I've been eating lately. Uh, bowls, lots of bowls, salads and bowls. And you know what? It's suddenly when you start eating them, you like them after a while, uh, you know, like them more. In other words, it's all up here. It's a head game. So let me ask you, as we get to our last segment, 
where are we? Where is the vegan movement? Because as somebody who's very aligned with Veg News, which is my favorite magazine on the planet, and you can get it online or you can get it hard copy or you can do both. Um, I think you have kind of a big picture. Where are we? Because let's be real. Some vegan restaurants have closed. Um, Some vegan businesses have been hit along with the restaurant industry is one of the hardest hit areas. But yet we're hearing from let's say the Good Food Institute, that the supermarket space is just, veganism is exploding, plant-based milks and uh, the meat alternatives and the cheese alternatives. So where are we in our um, evolution to a plant-based world? Well, I, I think that we are getting there. I, I truly believe that the the fact that the items in the Veg News Guide to Being a Fabulous Vegan never even existed when I first went vegan, let alone a few years ago. This is new. And if we are following the trajectory that we're following now, where more and more restaurants are offering vegan items and more and more restaurants are going plant-based and more and more online subscription services are embracing veganism. I'm also the VP of content at Kinder Beauty, which is a totally vegan and cruelty-free beauty subscription box. And I only bring that up because this has been a tough year for restaurants, but other vegan businesses have definitely been soaring. Uh, anything that puts vegan food in front of people by way of the mail uh, is, is is soaring right now. And that's because as people are sitting at home, safer at home in their quarantine, and it will end soon, don't you worry. As they're sitting there, they're realizing that not only is everything vegan that is the vegan equivalent of what they are used to available to them, but it can literally arrive to their doorstep. And that is why we are so excited about the ways that celebrities are speaking up for veganism. You read some of my endorsements. That's just me, let alone like so many celebrities are going vegan, which, you know, sometimes they don't say vegan. That's super annoying. But the fact is that a lot, mostly they're getting veganism out there in bigger and better ways than ever before. And uh, it is no longer fringe to be vegan. It is no longer fringe to be embracing of a plant-based, ethical, compassionate, eco-friendly diet and lifestyle. That's where I think we're at, Jane. Absolutely. And I think we've got to break these stereotypes that somehow vegans are, I don't know, they've created this very bizarre picture or portrait that certainly doesn't fit me or you or anybody. It's sort of like um, some kind of elitist uh Brooklynites, you know, nonsense. Uh, and uh, I love the quote here from Miam Bialik, Mayim Bialik, the only book you'll need to own if you are vegan or even just vegan curious. This is what I like about this. Uh, this takes all of the issues, all of the aspects of veganism, the recipes, the philosophy, the uh, approaches, uh, the... Um, nuances of products that are not just food, but cosmetics, and it boils it down. So when people ask those questions and, you know, like, where do you get your protein? You address that. Tell us about that. You get your protein in literally everything. If you eat broccoli all day long, you'll have more than enough protein. I'm not saying you should eat broccoli all day long, but if you did, you would get plenty of protein. It is a complete and total myth that vegans and vegetarians don't get enough protein. If you look around, we do not look like a country that is uh, deprived of protein. We are struggling with a lot of diseases that are created because of an excess of protein and an excess of animal-based protein. So if you eat 
if you eat a varied amount of vegetables and beans and legumes and and uh, vegan meats, if you so choose, then you will 100% get enough protein. It is a complete and total myth. And it is perpetuated by studies that are put out by the dairy and meat industries. So if you look closer at some of what these studies are, you'll realize that not only are they untrue, but they are the, uh, the product of some rising anxieties amongst the meat, milk, and egg purveyors who are scared that they're going to lose your money. And if you want to live in a fabulous way, in an authentic way, in a way that is best for your own health and the health of the planet, then there is no other choice than to lean into a plant-based diet. And we are talking to the author of The Veg News Guide to Being a Fabulous Vegan. Look good, feel good, do good in 30 days. If you're stuck at home, no better guidebook to evolution than this. So we're nearing the end of this year. <laughs> um, talk to us about 2021. What, what do you see in the vegan space for 2021, Jasmine? Well, I think that the as society begins to open up again at some point in 2021, after vaccines are readily available, you'll see that restaurants begin to open up as well, uh, maybe with new created menus. You'll see that meat-based restaurants will be opening up with more and more vegan options. You will see that some of our uh, some of the biggest fast food restaurants that haven't yet joined the vegan bandwagon will start to. You've got IKEA starting to have vegan options like. Uh, more than ever before, just in the last few years, they've they've greatly expanded. But it's going. I've to- gone to IKEA twice, mm-hmm. got lost inside, but that's another story. But I was just blown away by their vegan meatballs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got some really great, great vegan items. And obviously, the big change, I think, the biggest one was uh, McDonald's saying they're coming out with McPlant. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that is that is huge because they were resistant. I mean, Burger King had switched and a lot of the others had started offering plant-based options, but it seemed like McDonald's was resistant. Then they did a test study in Canada and then they came out with uh, this big announcement not so long ago where I think that was a, a seminal moment for our movement. Absolutely. I mean, McDonald's, it's the most iconic, like, we're loving it uh, brand that we've got here in America. And for them to finally realize that this world is shifting to making much more plant-based choices is absolutely indicative that we are in a different era. And because 2020 is almost behind us, then once we step into 2021, we can really embrace what it means to make changes personally, politically, and entrepreneurially, which is not a word. As I've mentioned before, this is a great holiday gift. It's so easy. The link is in the intro to this video. Just click it. It clicks to Amazon. You can do Amazon Smile and make a donation too to your favorite charity. And with one click, you can send this to somebody. It's it's really a great book for vegans because there's a lot of great recipes. I'm excited about making some pre-vegans, people who are vegan-ish, people who are saying I'm mostly plant-based or people who are saying I could never give up meat, any of them. This is great because it's fun. It's got great recipes and it also answers those questions. I mean, for example, you know, there's there's couples I know. Uh, one person is vegan, the other isn't. And one is always trying to convince the other and that creates conflict. And this way, instead of having to Google everything and argue, you can just simply quote from this book and go to anything about the environment, about human health, about um, habitat destruction, wildlife extinction, human world hunger. It's all in here, but it's done in a way that's fun. You could just say open page 182. Let's not have an argument. <laughs> just open, open it up. 
What's that? What's that? Friends and parents and sweeties. Oh my. And the text is, if you would be nice to, if, sorry, it it would be nice if your beloved ones went vegan too, but that's their choice. And there are ways you can support them while remaining true to yourself. And it goes on and on about how to cohabitate with people who are, as you say, pre-vegan. We've got a whole section here on like what boundaries make sense for you, how to negotiate your way through that. And it's an exciting time because they are being influenced by you. I promise you, even if they are not saying they are, they are. So how's your book been received? Well, so far, so good. It, it came out less than a week ago. And I, I've, uh, it, I think that our social media is bl- absolutely blowing up. And I think it was a really great time because lots of people are looking for a last minute uh, present for Christmas to get people. I would really like to lean in hard in January because that is the time when most people go vegan because of the incredibly successful January campaign. So I want to sort of like uh, latch on to the coattails of that amazing campaign and just offer more resources for people to really go fully vegan. I'm hoping that next year we start some kind of a fabulous vegan institute where we can really walk people through all of the different ways to go vegan from protein to parenting to ethics to uh, makeup to everything in between. Yeah. And there's also the PCRM 21 day kickstart. So many things that are happening around Veganuary to get people to go vegan. I love this idea. And again, this is the perfect holiday gift. Nobody will be offended. So let's say you have a relative and I hear these stories all the time that you, you went there and it was awkward, awkward uh, (laughs) because you're vegan and they're not this is a nice gift to send. It's not passive aggressive. It's, it's sweet. It's wonderful. It's not like you're saying, not to say that I love the, you know, animal rights, uh, Peter Singer's book, seminal work on animal rights, but that would be more of a strong message. This is fun. Yeah. And, and you mentioned yeah. CRM. I'm, they helped me a lot with, with this book. I'm a giant fan of CCRM. But one thing you could do that Dr. Neil Barnard taught me when I interviewed him about one of his 900 books is you can actually put a little post-it note on some of your favorite recipes and say, hey, I was thinking of you with this recipe for the, you know, for the um, beef, for, uh, for the beef recipe, because I know you love beef. Here's a spin on it. And if you add a little personal message, as Dr. Barnard taught me to do, then your mom or whoever is going to be like, oh, I would like that. And they'll, they'll try it. I agree. You know, it's really all about attraction, um, you want people to say, I want what she's having. <laughs> and this book makes that happen. So I am so proud of you. Just as a personal friend, I am just really proud of all the productiveness and how you keep really going to the next level. Uh, what keeps you going? It's possibly our, it is our last question. Oh, I love you, Jane. Thank you so much. You've been in it. I know that people see you on the other end of this screen, but truly and really Jane is the real deal, like a remarkable friend and human being. What keeps me going is uh, knowing that I am lucky enough and privileged enough to be able to fight for the animals who who need each one of us to be doing so. And I get to do it in ways that uh, are are humble and and delicious and are exciting. So I'm given hope by people like you. All right, Jasmine Singer, congratulations. The Veg News Guide to Being a Fabulous Vegan. Always want to thank Andrew in the control room and Tacey Trump, our executive producer. Jasmine Singer, thank you for joining us here on Voice America Radio. Woohoo! Thank you. 
Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week. Thank you.